1: I'd like to acknowledge that we are broadcasting on unceded Gadigal land. This land has been in the hands of generations of Gadigal custodians for thousands of years before us and will continue to be in their hands long after us. It's a meeting place for sharing knowledge, stories and song and we are privileged to be part of that storytelling today and every day at FBI Radio. I pay my respects to Gadigal elders, past and present. We're broadcasting from Redfern right now, the birthplace of black theatre in this country and a site for resistance and resilience for First Nations peoples. Welcome to Race Matters. This is a show hosted by people of colour, speaking with people of colour about the ways we understand and value our racial identities. I'm Sada Khan.
0: I'm Darren Lasagas, and we are back for 2021. How are you, Sada? I'm well-rested. Yeah? Yeah, I
1: definitely... Well, I didn't have a choice. The border's shut.
0: Yep. (laughs) Sorry. You couldn't get away as far as were, you wanted to?
1: Yeah, well, my plans went in the bin. So mm. I just stayed at my parents' for mm-hmm. majority of the break and got into a routine of sleeping till 11 every day. Oh. That's great. Yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah, good. I managed to get one small trip in, went up to Mile Lake up on land where we just camped, camp, camped, camped for like three nights. Lake on one side, beach on the other side. It was nice.
1: Oh, stop it. Yeah. It was lush. Well, we're back into it all today and it's how every year starts off for <laughs> yeah. us. I mean, like we come, we finish off christmas holidays we finish off a big year and then we start the new year everything feels really positive but then we're always met with that feeling of dread because the first big date going into the new year is always january twenty sixth. and so for a lot of first nations people like finishing off the new year and then immediately going into this date and kind of being bombarded with all of the questions and all of the challenges and all of the propaganda about About why our existence doesn't matter, essentially, is it's an immediate um, kind of way to start. Like, it's an, how do I explain the feeling about it um, without swearing? But it's <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely um, testing. I mean, every day tests us in the colony. But you know, a lot of people don't understand that when black fellas start off the year, we're starting off the year with trauma straight away.
0: Mm. And it's also uh, an interesting time to be paying attention to how we understand our allyship to um, me now. Um, Settlers, non-Indigenous people, white people, people of colour who aren't Indigenous, after the year that we've had, you know, 2020, in which a global movement of Mm. anti-racism permeated nearly every conversation you had with others and with yourself... What are you what are we taking from that into this time of year in 2021? Uh it's interesting to see uh how the conversations have shifted, how they've changed, and what the response from the colony has been. Um we're gonna be getting into some of oh, I don't again, I don't know how to say this without swearing, but some of the <laughs> propaganda. Like it's yeah. literally propaganda that people are being fed about this day. You might have been um privy to a It's a marketing campaign that's been happening for the past couple of weeks about Australia Day, quote unquote, and we're going to be unpacking that in the show.
1: Yeah, that and we also had a live show. So we kind of started race matters a little bit earlier than our live to air show today. Mm. But we had a live show at the Australian Museum for Nyalu Warari Mari, which is a we stand strong event that happens every year at the museum. And so we had a live matters live matters, a live race matters show happened there um, called Why You Don't Speak for Us. And we had Tamika Tai and Alicia Johnson on the show. So you'll be able to catch that later on in the week in our podcast mm. where a lot of the questions um got answered we don't really want to kind of cover too much of <laughs> yeah. that because it's like it's hard because it's like we want to say what we want to say but it's like save it for the episode exactly, as well. because yeah. of those sister girls really really covered an immense amount of ground in, oh. around the topic of january 26th absolutely Race Matters. I'm Sada Khan.
0: I'm Darren Lasagas and uh, you know what time of the year it is. We were talking about it as we opened up the show. You know, we have Christmas, we have New Year's and the first day right off the bat, um, January 26th. It's a time in which conversations that have been going on for decades, hundreds of years, are suddenly amplified in ways that it's not always easy to to listen to not always easy especially for first nations people to engage with yes. because they're living it on a daily basis yeah. but for settler folk um it means a reckoning with your idea of allyship and if anything of the past 12 months uh of 2020 has taught us is that allyship is not something that maybe you thought it was before um It's not just rocking up to Invasion Day, an Invasion Day rally on January 26th and calling it a day, Mm -hmm. posting about it on Instagram. Not everyone can go to these rallies, you know, Um, and, you know, from the perspective of First Nations people, they're not always the best places to be on that day. Isn't that right, Sarah?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, um, how you show up and how you commemorate that day, I think is probably the most important thing, um... I mean when it comes to the when it comes to the rally for myself, I mean like I will choose to commemorate that day anyway I want to, and mm. for me i want I will go to the invasion day march if I'm not at the invasion day march. I'm doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but there's also vigils that happen the night before as well. There's um, a sunrise ceremony vigil that happens too. Like there's many other ways that you can participate in the day. Or, I mean, will not even participate, show up on the day so that you're recognizing the date for what it is, mm-hmm. which is a date of mourning. Exactly. It's always been a day of mourning, and it will never not be anything else. Yeah. Um, but how your understanding of allyship has changed since this this time last year, I think, is a really, like, really important question as well, Darren, because so much happened last year. 2020 was a massive year, especially with, like, Black Lives Matter. And we've said this before, you know, Black Lives Matter is forever, is, is ongoing. Mm and it's never ever going to not exist but in how the rest of the world engaged with the movements was like unlike anything we we had kind of seen before in our lifetime yeah and how that kind of changes what january 26 means in 2021 and how people show up is really really interesting i mean like we always talk about on the show, and we've always criticized people for utilizing Invasion Day as their only form of activism, as their only form of um, allyship, mm. and not really understanding what allyship is and what you must do as a white person yeah. to, if you want to actually be active in dismantling these systems, what that looks like.
0: That's what I've been hopeful about in the past year: of more people um, acknowledging um, the positions they have as benefiting from the establishment of a colony, mm. um, how their place, their displacement of First Nations people has meant their survival and their flourishing in so-called Australia. And I feel like the step from acknowledgement of acknowledging the privilege and then um, converting that into action is another thing. Um, for me, like that means going into all your spaces in your life, going to your family, going to your workplace, going to the places that you've going to your neighbourhoods and trying to identify where the colony has shown itself because it may not be in ways that you um, had known. And it's going to be different for everyone because obviously everyone's lived experience is different. I work in music and I see the ways that... white voices are platformed more than others because of a legacy of preference that Mm. they have received. And that is a symptom of the colony. And then you go into those places and you find ways to dismantle that. If you can't find that concrete way, you look at the way that you have gained or generated resources from your privilege and then redistribute that.
1: Mm. That's paying the rent. Exactly. And whether
0: that be money, you may not have money, but if you have energy, if you have skills, if you have expertise... Redistribute that.
1: Mm, yeah, That's allyship. That yeah, I think that's a really good point, Darren. And it's also really important to remember as well, and Tamika Tai spoke about this really extensively on Thursday night as well, and that's that what is there to act like? What are you fundamentally celebrating on this day? Mm. Because if you are not white, this day is... for, for Everyone that is non-white, it's a it, it represents nothing but brutalization oh. and oppression of not just Indigenous people, but all folks of color, all people of color. You know what's happening to our refugee communities, mm. what happens to our migrant communities, and we've seen that throughout history. You know, like there's always like in every single decade. If you look back on the um, last 233 years, and when migration really started happening in Australia beyond European, be- beyond white European people, when people of color really like, started really migrating here, or were refugees to this country as well for whatever circumstances were happening in their own country, there was always a um, campaign against that ethnicity in mm. every single decade. What was the hot topic? What was what was the um, Ethnic ethnic group that we were attacking this in this decade, yeah. you know, and it was Greeks and Italians yeah. once one time. Then it was the Asian community, mm. and then it was the Muslim community. Like it's you know, like so it's not what is there to celebrate about this country because like if you're no one, no, if you're a white person and you're struggling, with this is like you're lit- and you don't benefit from it either. And you'll hear this from Tamika as well. I don't want to go into it because she says it much better than me. But like for white people too, like. I don't know what you're celebrating either because this country don't do many good things for you. I like just had to look at the bushfire season mm. that just happened a year ago. That affected everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you, are, you aren't winning either. We just have to... And she said as well, look at the DV rates. Look at all the women that are being killed at the hands of men in this country. Like, I don't really know what you're happy about either. Like, because the way that wealth and distribution of wealth happens in this country as well, like, Mm. yes, you might overwhelmingly benefit from it compared to the rest of um, the population, but not as much as you think it is. Like, you're still getting scraps as well.
0: (laughs) It's like, yeah, people um, have more in common um, than what we're led to believe if we look at the distribution of wealth as well. And yet, we're caught up in this idea of the Australian identity and what it means to be Australian. I've always... I feel like I inherited this from my parents, but my parents have always been not only wary but you know scared of Australia Day because my family, my relatives, have been subject to racism on Australia Day as yeah. well. And it's like yeah. the classic, you know, we're an Asian, we're Asian of um, ethnicity. The whole "f off, we're full." Like mm-hmm. we've all heard that. Like we go to, like um, you know, we go to. uh Towns outside of like the city to like get away from the city, and then we're like stared at for being the only Asian people in the country. I'm like in the in the space. I'm like, what what are we sell? Like, what's being celebrated here?
1: <laughs> exactly. Do I
0: not get a do, do I not get a part of that? And then I realised it wasn't for anyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it's not just like when we're discussing this day. Like it's not just like just Aboriginal people, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that are like. At conflict not even at conflict like it's a fundamentally wrong date there's no like end of we know what this date yeah. is but it's not just us like you can't just say that it's all oh, the Aboriginal people don't want it it's everyone like this date this date hurts everybody mm. it does there's nothing to celebrate and um I mean if you're someone when it comes to your allyship and you're understanding that I mean the first point of your allyship does not come at the interrogation of indigenous people. Mm. Your don't go filling up the DMs of First Nations people to understand how you become a better ally. That's the last thing you should be doing. That's the that's something you just should never do. Um, I can tell you right now, I don't get it, but I used to get it. I think people start listening to Race Matters and then stop <laughs> doing it. <laughs> but my DMs did used to get filled up once upon a time, pre yeah. Race Matters, yeah. <laughs> pre this platform where I could let the masses know to not get into my. Inbox, don't come up to me. Don't come and talk to me about how you can do better because I don't, I don't, I actually don't care about you. Yeah. I don't care about your growth. You have to care about your growth. Don't care about what I think about your growth. You need to care about That's that. That's the guilt talking. Yeah.
0: They want to be, yeah, people wanting to be validated in their growth.
1: Yeah. And the, the way that you grow is sitting in yourself, sitting in the discomfort of oh. knowing that you're a beneficiary yes. of white supremacy and how you take the steps to unlearn that and it's not comfortable and you have to sit in that discomfort. I sit in the discomfort of that as well. Mm. I acknowledge I have privilege too. I I fully have privilege. So there's things that I've had to like sit in that like <sighs> uncomfortability of that cringe of it that like oh I I there are things that I need to unlearn mm. about the colony too. So everyone has to do the work, but white people, your work has to, you got the most amount of work to do in a sense, but also the least. But also the least amount of work in a way as well, because Mm. you still got, you still don't have to, um, you still have the privilege of moving through this space without having your existence challenged.
0: You are listening to Race Matters right now with Darren Lasagas and Sara Khan. We are unpacking what it means to be an ally in 2021. It's a... We did what it means to be an ally in 2020. We'll probably do it... <laughs> what it mean? What does it mean to be an ally in 2022? I mean... Yeah,
1: yeah. It's ongoing. It
0: is. It's ongoing. Sada, you hosted a talk on Thursday night at the Australian Museum, Nyali Mari, which means we stand strong. You had Alicia Johnson and Tamika Tai to chat on the idea... Um, Why you can't speak for us. Um, Incredible chat, Uh, Tanya and I were there, and you covered so much ground in the way of what it means to be dismantling the colony every day, not just at this time of the year, not just on on invasion day, where the conversations feel most amplified. And one of the things that really struck me, one of the ideas, I think, um, Tamika brought it up. Was the malleability of the colony of of white supremacy? How it exists where you don't see it, how it changes, um, how um, it's become like a virus. It adapts um, depending on the times and the situation where you are and who you are as a person. One such thing that has come to mind while thinking about that that idea, in my opinion, is uh, coming from the Australian Day Council. Um, they've been running uh, the Australian Day it's essentially a marketing campaign which has been on for the past couple of weeks. Um, You might've seen it on billboards. I was at um, a servo last night and there was an animated um, video of it running right in front of the cars outside the servo. It's on social media. It's hard um, not to miss. Should we play some of the audio now?
1: Sure. Okay,
0: Okay, here is the audio from the Australia Day uh, campaign.
1: Story of Australia. In
0: parts, it is painful. In parts, it is raw. In others, it's beautiful. Inspiring, great awe. It brings us together. And tears us
1: apart. We all have our views. So where do we start? By listening to each other. And And sharing our part. We're all part of the
0: story. Australia Day.
1: Uh, I mean... Watching this commercial, I immediately viewed it as propaganda. Uh, there's a lot of editing that happens in the video, a lot of short snippets of lots of people from different diasporas, different racial identities. The thing that stood out the mo- most in the th- part of it that they're heavily promoting the most is um, stories of First Nations elders, such as Dr. Miriam Rose. Um, and in the videos, like I went through all of that content and in the videos of these First Nations elders, they're talking, like, Dr. Miriam Rose is talking quite generally about the strength and beauty of her country, and then in another video, there's another elder talking about um, their trauma being directly impacted from stolen generations, and in both videos, it cuts at the end to a tagline saying, We're all part of the story, Australia Day, reflect, respect, celebrate. And I just felt sickness in the pit of my gut. And I, my whole body to my core, all of it was just sick. Because I was like, "You all I, all I see happening is the Australia Day Council weaponizing stories of elders within First Nations communities to propagate, but you were talking about it before, Darren, that their stories and their trauma are necessary to the cultivation of Australia as mm. we know it. And... My immediate question was, how much do we know that they were fully informed of the framing of the video, and how much confidence? Like, I mean, Darren, when you watch it, how much confidence do you have that the indigenous participants in this video understood that their stories were going to be used to encourage the celebration of January twenty sixth?
0: It's questionable because you don't. Know, there's there's no um, there's no narrative voice in it apart from these people. There's no one asking them what they think. It's just tell us about you yes and then it's framed as part of this grand idea of australia day Mm. and that tagline reflect respect celebrate Mm. why don't like where do you even start with that how are they all
1: you know what it reminded me of as well was the australia day propaganda that they were pushing out in um like i can't remember when it was like in the 60s or 70s i think I uh, uh, don't quote me on that I could be wrong but um the content the propaganda they're putting out about Australia day and the um creation of Australia and the story of when the first colonized colon, colon colonizer ships arriving to the shores and the first meeting the first contact mm. they had with Aboriginal people and um what had happened when they were shooting those videos they um were the aboriginal first nations people that were in those videos they were um threatening they if they weren't going to be in the video they'll take they'll going to take their rations away from them they were threatening to take their sustenance their their um their food, (laughs) everything that they need to survive, they were going to strip that of them. Probably take their kids as well from them as well. So, like, it was a threat. It was like, if you're not in this propaganda, if you're not in this video, we will take what you need in order to survive. And that's immediately what I felt, what I saw when I watched this video. That's probably not what's occurring, but this is how manipulation grows and, like, forms and just like changes over time it might not be as direct as that but it could be something as simple as a producer saying tell me about yourself Mm. without them being fully aware of the context of the framework of the video of the campaign
0: yeah like there was no reference to australia day uh um or the the day in general um made by that elder or anyone really um in this video and it's kind of yeah insidious because it on the on the surface level, like superficially, it does look like they are doing work. It yeah. does like they're like acknowledging a horrific past. Yeah. But the way they present it, the music, like the edit like the the way that these people are speaking directly to camera, it's as if like this is a community pleading uh to us to to come together and celebrate mm. while also posing um these horrific atrocities have happened and also, um, posing the idea that division does exist. Like we have different views and then just being like, but that's okay. We, we have we can a hurtful still celebrate. story,
1: a hurtful history. Exactly, It's painful, but we can still come together on yeah. January 26th and put all that aside to celebrate. I'm just like,
0: how can you put celebrate in the same sentence as that? Like, yeah. I, like this, this person, um, was part of the stolen generations. Celebrate. Like,
1: it's a lot of caucasity, a lot of, or, like, it's an audacious video. I mean, it's um something that I would only see from the colony. I mean, the Australia Day Council just sound like a whole <laughs> crew of sociopaths to me <sighs> to not be able to link the two things together that they're putting in Stolen Generation videos, stories and narratives alongside the title Australia Day Celebrated. Mm. You know, there's a whole lot of cognitive dissonance there that yeah. you can't connect the two together that you're, like, consciously deflecting from that. You're consciously, igno- like, steering away from that and not acknowledging that in order to, you know, get whatever paycheck you need to get at the end of the day Yeah. from the marketing team. I mean, it makes me sick to my gut. And it's not like anything we've, like, we, we understand this. We understand how this functions. And it really just, like, shows how much, like, how much of a staunch opposition there is to just, it merely acknowledged the pain, mm. the ongoing pain of First Nations people. How much, like, the rest of this country, people that don't want to... um understand and unpack January 26th how much of a threat they feel that is that what that means to their identity to their false identity because that's like truly what I see at the end of this video is that I'm just like wow you, you mob really just want to latch on because without this idea of Australia you've got nothing you've got no culture in a sense you do mm. you have to start you have to cultivate your identity from scratch <laughs> mm. Because at the end of the day, you're dispossessed too. Yeah. You're not we're not dispossessed, but like you're not living in a country that's yours. Like, and that's all I keep thinking when I when I watch this, I'm just like, why you the only people that are immigrants here are white people. They're the only illegal people. Like, redefine that and mm. put that as your Australia Day tag.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. Like the refusal to acknowledge the present. They talk about um, Australia is this story that has happened, as in something that's happened in the past and now we're at the end of it. Let's celebrate. And the uh, the language of using story as well mm. sits so uncomfortably with me. Yeah. As if it was written by a higher being or as if we had no choice. Yeah. But for this story to unfold and every aspect, as you said before, in history was necessary for this Australia to exist. Yeah. Um, and yes, that is the reality. And... Um, it's horrific.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why celebrate it? And, yep. Yeah.
0: And just like twisting it in that way that's like, this all happened. Now we can move on and celebrate. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just like essentialist propaganda at yeah. the end of the day
1: and it's really manipulative yeah as well it's really manipulative and it's just a lot of toxic positivity and like darren and i were saying before we came onto the show today that even discussing this it's like when you put toxic positivity out there when you put manipulative videos and propaganda out there as soon as you challenge it You it's gaslighting. Like you immediately look like the aggressor. Yeah. Because of the because that's what toxic positivity does. You know, good vibes only. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Come on, guys, let's come together and celebrate. And you're like, but I don't want to. And it's like, well, then you're the problem. You're the problem. And that's what the that's that's manipulation. And to me, this is abuse.
0: You're standing in the way of your own growth. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Ah! Oh! <laughs> okay, the video that's only the audio. You have to watch the video too because it shows, as Sarah said before, um different people from different diaspora. You have um a sick man, you have um you know people of South Asian descent, you have the elders, but it ends with the most classic nuclear white family in the backyard, shrimp on the Barbies, <laughs> Australian flag wrapped around a TV type yep. shot. And it's like, we went through all those people and this was the ideal.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the day, white Australia and their understanding on, uh, of diversity has to center around the nuclear white family mm. structure.
0: We got a text in on 0409 945 945. Uh, someone has said, hey guys, thanks for coming that horrible ad. I was mortified when I heard about what made it uh even worse and i think possibly illegal in terms of radio and codes of practice is that there's nothing that identifies who or where the ad came from no this is an australian government ad etc uh i'm not familiar with the legalities of what it means to put a campaign out like this but uh yeah very interesting point to consider considering Mm. the content and nature of um of the ad itself
1: absolutely food for thought although i wouldn't put it past um, the Australian government to back a campaign like this though. Anyway, which leads us into <laughs> ScoMo. <laughs>
0: we need like a little stings. Like what ScoMo said this time?
1: Oh God. He Scott just, Morrison. he makes, and no, I can't, I won't cause I'll get myself into trouble. <laughs> um, but Scott Morrison came out this week, um, put his foot in it, but not in a sense where lots of people would challenge him. Um, Because it seems to me that whenever Scott Morrison is, like, I think this is really representative as well of um, the vast majority of people in this country, but whenever Scott Morrison is, like, so incredibly offensive and racist, everyone is just, like... Like, not a lot of people really seemed to be that fussed with him. The only time people really stood up was when um, the bushfires happened and his negligence of all of those communities affected by the bushfires, which was ter- terrible. But then when it comes to black people, black lives, and indigenous peoples or um, calling out <laughs> the riots on Capitol Hill and his relationship with Trump, all of a sudden, like, a, a vast majority of um white people in this country don't seem to be all overly fussed by it. But anyway, he come out in true ScoMo fashion this week and um, responding to press about uh, January 26th and his comment was, look, January 26th wasn't a particularly flash day for the people on those vessels either. Talking about, um, he said it was like 12 ships that came in it was 11 ships so he doesn't even know simple basic history of the day and he also said when those 12 ships came into sydney mate it wasn't sydney then either sydney sydney wasn't even a thing sydney didn't even exist
0: <laughs> i mean this is a man who said slavery didn't exist in australia yeah
1: that too that's too. Are we
0: damn surprised no, no
1: no not at all um but
0: but again this is the the prime minister of australia
1: yeah well, I don't think that his rhetoric, um, like I said before, like I think it's really reflective of a lot of the um, white mentality of this country, and that's that this you know this idea of an Australian identity exists when it fundamentally does not. I mean, the, there's such a staunch opposition to anything that challenges a false narrative of Australia in this country, and that's the first step is recognizing that. I don't think there's I think there's many steps, but mm. that's one of them, and. Scott Morrison is um, very much one of those people that has such a strong opposition to yielding on his, uh, what he thinks is an Australian identity. I mean, I was saying to Darren off air, like, and we said, said it previously before that if, you acknowledge that your identity as an Australian doesn't exist. I can imagine there would be a lot of um, anxiety with that when you recognize that Australia, your, your understanding of an identity, of an Australian identity, a white Australian identity, of being an Aussie is false. And that it has no root in anything. If the only thing rooted in is oppression mm. <laughs> and white supremacy, and so your idea of celebrating that—I mean, once you recognise and accept that—I mean, I can imagine you would have a whole lot of turmoil about it. Yeah. And to, it's an
0: admission of guilt.
1: It's an admission of guilt, and you have to recognise that, like, oh, I—I I don't have an identity. I have to craft something that's probably a bit more um bit bit more honest and less racist Mm. (laughs) i mean like the more you the more you attach yourself and subscribe to an Australian identity the more that you're committed to racism in my opinion because that's that's the only thing that i see with this date and we said it before we'll say it again and you you'll hear to make a say it as well which is like you the more you refuse to have that acceptance, the more detriment you do to yourself because you're not celebrating what you think you're whatever it is you think you're celebrating, it's not real. Because you're also celebrating like a lot of hardship done to white people as well. So when Scott Morrison says like it wasn't good for those people either on that date, I'm like, So then why are we celebrating? <laughs> no, why
0: are we celebrating? Wait, hey, but it
1: wasn't a great day for them either. Then why are we here? <laughs> you, he's just, answering I'm, his own
0: question, like yeah, <laughs> just take that extra step further and be like, Oh, therefore, let's cancel the date. So close. They're because so it's close. not about changing the date anymore. Let's abolish yeah. it.
1: Even with the Australian campaign, they're tiptoeing around the Exactly. And it's just like you're so close to like you're so oh, close no. to hitting the When track. they say
0: we're all part of the story, yes, we are all complicit in the oppression of First Nations people. We were in the past, and we still are today. It's not something that happened in history. I mean, it is, but it's happening constantly.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just like so close. You're so close so to close. getting it. So You're like, so close. Like, so, like, so in that sense, I've got a bit of hope. I <laughs> have hope.
0: Maybe twenty twenty two. Maybe it'll be like Invasion Day. Like <laughs> the campaign. It'll be invasion day. There'll
1: just be a flick of the switch, oh. and everyone will just be like,
0: "Ah!" Oh! Oh. Just the
1: door, like an epiphany, a collective yeah. epiphany. you be
0: like, "Pack up your barbecues! <laughs> like this is not the day.
1: <laughs> this is not the day. It's to never be the day." Celebrating anything. And that, and we've said we we spoke about it on our episode last year. The difference between change to date and abolish, mm. and um. You know, we're definitely at a point now of understanding that change to date is not what we want. What we want is a complete abolishment mm-hmm. of celebrating anything Australian and celebrating anything to do with coming together. We cannot do that when we still have the like Indigenous people, or the most highly incarcerated people in the world. You have such high rates of child removal. Our deaths in custody numbers have never gone down. We had many, many deaths in custody just last year alone. There's nothing to celebrate. We need to abolish any type of celebration of Australia as a nation.
0: On that note, we gotta
1: wrap it we up. We gotta wrap it up.
0: <laughs> We've said nearly everything that needs to be said. Yeah. Everything that we didn't say to make a tie, Alicia Johnson.
1: You'll hear it all. You'll
0: hear all you need to hear.
1: Absolutely, and um, um, you should be very privileged to hear it oh. as well. Um, rallies that are coming mm-hmm. up as well for this week. So the Invasion Day march um, will be happening in Juppargali, also known as the Domain in Sydney, and it all kicks off at 9am, which is really good. So they've shifted it to an earlier start date this year because obviously it's far too. It is it, very a hot. It's mm-hmm. a very hot day to march in, so it's going to be an earlier kickoff. So 9am, and it's a COVID-safe rally as well. So masks are mandatory and please do not attend if you have any cold or flu-like symptoms.
0: Social distance as much as possible. And Yabin's happening online this yes, year as Yabin well. Yes, Yabin
1: is virtual. So you can find all the links to that on the query Radio website.
0: I'm Darren Lasagas.
1: And I'm Sada Khan.
0: Thank you so much for listening. You can listen back to Race Matters on the podcast, wherever it is that you get podcasts. Race
1: Matters. Race Matters. Race Matters. Race Matters. Race
0: Matters. Race Matters. Race Matters. Race Matters. Race matters.